Hey, what's up, man? Magic D, what's up, bro? Dude, how you doing? Good, man. How are you? Good. The stash is looking nice. I have to, bro. Have how to. Uh, how long has that been growing? Um, let's see. Probably since February. Okay. What's the What's the plan with that? Dude, just keep it going. I'm a I'm a big fan of the stash. I uh, I trained with a guy a couple years ago that had it like waxed and he had yeah. it no joke out like this far from his head. Seriously? And it was it was the most ridiculous thing when you watched him run on the field with <laughs> it <was> just flap. <laughs> it was incredible. Yeah, some of the guys keep saying I need to get waxed and like twirl it up, but I'm not there yet. I mean maybe but Maybe a little. Maybe in uh, by the time you guys are back, it'll be yeah. ready. Yeah. Uh, have they given any uh, update for you guys? Um, so what we've heard is um, we may be able to start small group training, like maybe up to groups of four mid-May, and then um, maybe get some friendlies over the summer, but we're not, not entirely sure on those dates. So just staying fit, staying ready, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we actually, uh, they just allowed us here in Finland to start training in groups of nine. So we just had our first session today. So How was it? Yeah, the boys were buzzing. They were, they were excited to be back. So now it's, uh, I don't know when they'll start the season yet. Some say June, some say July. So we'll wait and yeah. find out. Does your season run until December? No, it'll, well, who knows now. Usually it ends like start of October, but we'll uh -huh. see. Uh, we'll see this year because the, the top league, they, they're starting July 1st, and they're going to December now. Okay. So, I don't know, but but I don't know, too, with Finland weather. You can't. Finland you, in December, no chance. <laughs> there's no chance. You're going to have to play indoors or something. So, yeah. it'll be it'll be interesting. Yeah. That'll be freezing. All right, we're going to get started. Welcome back to another footy and coffee conversations. You got your coffee? Oh, I got it. It's brewing right now. It's brewing? What uh, what kind? We got a nice little Dunkin' Donuts medium roast today. Okay. In, in the French press by uh, Bodum. So check them out. Great, great product, guys. Uh, shout out Bodum. Shout out Bodum. <laughs> uh, are you drinking it just straight black? Just black. All right. Just like my soul. <laughs> With that, we'll get started. <laughs> So if you want to if you want to introduce yourself, uh, say what current club you're with and what position you play. Okay, uh, my name is Kyle Carr. I play for Chattanooga FC, um, and I play center mid or sometimes outside back, sometimes CB, but mostly center mid. All right, I like it. I like it. Um, natural nine, Matt. Natural you know. nine. That's uh. Fricky tried to tell us he was a, a striker on the weekdays to center back on the weekend. So, Fricky is a striker. That's <laughs> he's got thing. he's got the mind of a striker, but the foot of a center back, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he would he would come in for uh, like shooting drills at the end of practice and just hit a banger and then just walk off. And he's like, stop, tell him, put me up top. <laughs> stop, stop while you're ahead, right? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> All right, so we'll kind of work from uh, your youth career and then start with that. Start with how uh, what you were doing youth career-wise and then what uh, your decision-making for university kind of looked like. Okay. Um, yeah, so I we moved quite a bit growing up. Um, so I grew up in Tennessee, 
um, six months in Minnesota and then Florida also. Um, so I guess I really got into it in Tennessee, like in middle school. That's when like soccer kind of became my home. Um, and my dad would drive me like an hour to practice every night just to get to like the best team in the area um, to just be around like a high competitive uh, team and individuals. So um, that's how it started and then moved down to Florida. Um, I played up for, I played up U18 since my sophomore year of high school. Um, and then my last year of high school, I played academy for Orlando City. Um, rest in peace, academy system. But uh, yeah, so I kind of bounced around a bit, but um, soccer's always been there. Just always tried to get like on the best team wherever, wherever I was. Were you thinking professional soccer at that point, or was it just something that was fun, maybe university? Yeah, um, it was always a goal of mine. Um, like ever since I was a kid, I'd always say like, I'm gonna go pro, like this is what I wanna do. Um, so yeah, I was I like actually had like pieces of notebook paper that I would write in and say like, I'm gonna go pro. I'd post it on my wall and my mom would frame it and stuff. So um, yeah, it, yeah, that was the aim and fortunately it's, it's worked out. Rumor has it there's two, there's two of those uh, frames still. One is I'm gonna go pro and then the one next to it is I'm gonna grow just the nicest stash I can. Yeah, that one's actually still framed and hanging. <laughs> <laughs> so you, uh, yeah, you bounced around, you played for a lot of clubs. Uh, you saw just a lot of different styles, a lot of different teams. Were you playing the same position or were each kind of area, were you moving around? Uh, yeah, when, good question. I've never really thought of that. Um, <laughs> I think each, each team I'd go to, I'd kind of just fill a new role. Um, and I just, like, I just want to be on the field. Like, that's that's the best part about it, right? Playing the games. Um, so for me, it was like, all right, like if you need me to play somewhere else, like I'll do that. I just want to get on the field and like I, I can do it well. Um, and I think that's kind of benefited me um, like over the course of my career because like I can fill different roles for different coaches and I'm pretty versatile and that's kind of like part of my trade. So yeah. Absolutely, yeah, I, helps helps when you can play multiple positions of finding your, yourself on the field and getting minutes. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I, I guess club would probably be like where I picked up a lot of different things. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So then talk about, um, what the route to university looked like. Were you looking, considering a lot of different schools kind of tell about how you made your decision? Yeah. So, um, like I said, I played up a couple of years. Um, and I didn't really reach out to that many coaches or, or go to many ID camps. I had like this ideal notion that, oh, I'm just going to play well, a coach is going to find me, and then like I'll go to like UCLA or something. It's going to be incredible. I like uh, it. <laughs> and it didn't quite work like that. Um, like most college coaches are looking at like U16, U17 to like build the program out further. Um, so me playing U18 kind of hurt me in the sense of like marketing for colleges. Um, but it definitely helped my, like my game. Um, so out of college or out of high school, I didn't have many offers. Um, I had like a couple walk on offers in Florida and then really my only offer was for Taylor university, uh, the alma mater for you. 
and yeah, went on a visit, really enjoyed the school, really enjoyed your nipple piercings, and I was like, let's do this thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little, a little different than UCLA, one could say. <laughs> Pretty similar, come on. So what's your, uh, what's your first year experience like at Taylor? Yeah, Taylor was incredible school. Um, I really enjoyed my time there. We didn't have like the, the best season that year. Um, I don't think we, no, we made playoffs actually, but like just by the skin of our teeth. Um, it was, it was a grind, it was a fight. Um, but fortunately I was able to get a lot of playing time. Um, and that was like really big for my career and my development. Um, but then I just decided I wanted to go back to back home and and get around like a, a really competitive environment where a lot of guys are trying to go pro, which was my aspiration. Um, and that was, was part of it too. You knew like I was graduating, I was leaving Taylor. So what's the point yeah. of being there anymore? I, exactly. I was like, Matt's gone. All I'm going to have is TD and I'm out. So <laughs> what was your, uh, what was your thoughts of playing center back with me? <laughs> I was like, what's Matt going to do today? No, it was it was fun, bro. We locked it down. We locked it down. Sometimes you went up a little bit. Oh yeah, we make like attacking runs as a center back. Coach I was like, Ross. I'll hold, I'll hold. You go. Yeah. I remember one time with Coach Ross was like, "Do that more, Kyle." And I was like, "Are you sure? Are you giving me free license? Because I'll go. Say the word." Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so obviously you decide to uh, to transfer out. Is that a difficult decision for you, or obviously uh, you know at that point Taylor had had no professional players, so the uh, the environment is is not built around you know that that type of development. It's more you know yes you're going to get better, but it's more developing as a man. So is it was it yeah. difficult to decide to transfer out, or yeah, it was difficult, and I had like a lot of tough conversations with people just trying to like work it all out um and like in terms of the the quality of people at taylor university like it's off the charts there's so many good people there um and i think like at the end of the day soccer is just a game but like the people you meet um is is huge so it was really tough for me to like make that decision but um i'm happy in the end that i did yeah. So you go back home, uh, you play for Eastern Florida mm. for one season. Um, at that point, are you starting to try to get your uh, your CV out and try to figure out where you're going next? Yeah. So kind of the same thing. I had like, I actually had a really good season um, with Eastern Florida and we had an incredible team. Um, so I was fortunate to like make all the All-American list and um, that was really good for getting in contact with a lot of different schools um, and a lot of interest. So yeah, the fall of my sophomore year, started talking to some bigger schools and um, I was like, oh wow, like this is this is happening. Like I'm, I'm making it up, up the ladder, I guess. Um, so I, it was really exciting and um, then went on a visit to Liberty, just fell in love with the school and the program. Um, and yeah, it was a good fit. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I just saw Bay was on here earlier. I don't know if he still is, but you know, it's transferring is is such a strange thing because 
you know, he decided to transfer out of Liberty. You decided to transfer into Liberty. Um, you know, you both made a professional. There's not one right or wrong answer. It's just kind of what each person's looking for individual, individually. Um, what was, talk about your experience at Liberty, because obviously that's a big, that's a, a, a bit of a change from playing at Taylor or something. Yeah, so Liberty, huge school, huge budget, um, incredible facilities. Um, and actually, Bay was my roommate for the oh, was he? last year before he transferred. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, so pretty fun. Um, we had a good team. Um, we just kind of the dynamic of the team was shifting at the time in terms of like who was being brought in and who was leaving. It was like a total kind of culture clash almost or like ways that we saw the game. So it was an interesting kind of transition for Liberty. Um, and it was like fun being a part of that because like the the senior class that was there when I transferred in, those guys were incredible. Like they've, um, they're all doing like big things now just in, in their lives. and. Um, and a couple have gone pro, um, Sage and Wilson. I don't know if you know Sage. I think yeah. he's over in Scandinavia. Or so. last I heard he was. Um, so yeah, there's a really, really talented group and like everyone got on well with each other. And it was all about like, kind of like Taylor almost, um, in, in the sense of like, let's, let's improve as men. And then, um, from that, like, will our soccer will take take care of itself kind of thing um so yeah it was fun it was a huge like wake-up call kind of like on how regimented everything you need like you need to be to go to the next level and like how much dedication you really have to put into it um so that was a really good like growing step for me and does professional soccer at that point um start to look like it's more of a realistic option than just a dream yeah i mean i wouldn't say well i guess during the summers i played uh, pdl for some like good sides i played orlando city under 23s and then up at lansing um back when they were in psl i went there for a summer with lansing united and then I, again another stint with pdl and like that's the next step from college to pro um, and so like getting in those environments and like doing well again getting some time and like keep working put my head down and keep grinding that made it seem like more realistic where it's like all right like I'm getting close like it's not it's not there yet like not there's no offers or anything but like I can feel it coming so like let's just let's just keep working until it happens yeah so then you uh you graduate college and this is a part I think your story uh, I enjoy because I think some people think it's like, all right, I graduate college and then I'll just get signed in January and I'll head out to my first professional contract and life will be good. Um, obviously not not that rough. So talk kind of about what those what those couple uh, years looked like for you. Yeah. So my senior year at Liberty, um, I left the spring spring semester. Was able to do some classes online. Actually, I haven't graduated. My parents are like, Kyle, finish that thing because there's only three classes left. Oh Need my to do goodness! It. I know. This would have been perfect semester. I know, I know. Um, so I leave my the spring semester. I went on a couple tryouts. Um, I went a month with the Rowdies, 
um, a week with San Antonio and then a week or two weeks with Philadelphia Fury, um, who since folded, but yeah, so the first two rowdies and the, and San Antonio was incredible. And I thought I was going to sign. I was like right there on the edge. Um, but both of them kind of said the same thing. Like, we think you're good enough to play at this level. We just don't have roster space right now. And like, that was kind of heartbreaking for me. Which is maybe even worse than like, hey, we think you need to improve on this because then you have yeah. something to take home to like focus on, not just like, all right, well, can yeah. a team have a roster spot for me? Exactly. It felt like they were like, yeah, you could do this, but maybe it's just not going to happen. And then I was like, all right, like, what am I supposed to do? Um, so I went to the Philadelphia Fury and they actually offered me a contract, but they were in the ASL at the time, which was like a... It was just a, a league in the Northeast, kind of predominantly, um, and having some conversations with some of the guys on the team, um, it just wasn't going to be a good fit for me. Um, so I decided to walk away. I was like, I'm going to go get an internship. I'm going to like move on with my life, I guess. Um, so you're thinking would, football's, football's done at that point? Yeah, at that point, I'm like, I tried. like It didn't happen, um, which was like a bitter pill to swallow. Um, and I actually had like some opportunities to play uh, in PSL and PDL over the summer that year, but I was like, uh, I just don't think it's gonna happen. I kind of like lost faith in myself and belief in myself at the time. Um, so I walked away, I moved to Nashville, I got a job, um, and then I joined a, a Monday night men's league team, and I was like, looking forward to Monday night, like all week, like that was what I was living for. Um, and I was like, man, like I was so close. I was right there on the edge and I'm still like in love with this game. So why not like give it another go, like see what I can do. Um, so that was in like November, December of 2017, I want to say. Yeah, 2017. And then I called Nate Miller in January because I knew he was coaching at Lansing that summer for the PDL and I said hey like um, this is where I am like I'm probably not in good shape but like I'd like to like work this summer and like try to get into the team and see what we can do and he was like yeah like I think it'd be a great fit um, I like I need a player just like you that can fill a couple different roles and I think real quick that such a soccer is a small world and you never know where connections go. Uh, yeah. Nate was a big part of getting you to come to Taylor. Obviously he got a different job before you were able to come as a player, yeah. but it's, it's just crazy that that connection of you as a high school player is turning out to then have that for the PDL season. Yeah. It's, it's crazy how like the right connections can get you places and just, be a good person to everyone you meet and you never know what'll happen kind of thing. Um, just treat people well, I guess, at the end of the day. But so yeah, after uh, after I called him, he said, yeah, let's do this. And so I, I left Nashville, I came back home to Florida, um, just try to get in shape, like the best shape I could get in. Because I was like, this is my shot. Like I proved myself in PDL, like you never know what'll happen. Um, so we went there that summer of 2018, um, actually roomed with Bay Kurtz again, 
skiers there. Okay. So and then um, had a really good summer as a team, as an individual. Uh, Dewan Jones was on that team as well. He's playing at New England now. It, it was a really good side. Um, and then, like, went away, was able to train with Indy 11 for three months at the end of that season. And then I heard that Lansing was going pro. And um, talking to the GM, Jeremy Sampson, and Nate, who eventually took the job, they said, like, we think you'd be a really good fit. And, like, we'd like to bring you on. And so I was, I was so psyched. And so I officially signed in November 2018 and played my first year pro last year. Yeah, what was the, uh, after so many years of, you know, will I get it, will I not, quitting, losing self-doubt, finding the love for the sport again, yeah. uh, what, was, what was the experience like putting pen to paper on that contract? Uh, it was, I was ecstatic, man. I think I, like, ran around my house a couple times. Um, and just honestly like relief like wow like it's really it's really come to fruition like 20 years of hard work like this is why you do it like and getting to wake up every day you go to your job like go train in the morning and then go home like oh man it's so worth it yeah so i always i always said when i was playing i said it's the the best job in the sense that people pay to do it after work for fun yeah, you know, in their co-ed <laughs> leagues or whatever, and I'm like, that's what you get paid to do, and they're paying to do it after a full day of work, so you know right. you're in a good, a good job. Exactly. So, uh, so what's your experience like then, first year professional at Lansing? Dude, the first year was a grind. Like it was, it was tough because the team we had was phenomenal. Like the things that people would pull off at training, and like in games, you just like, I like, I would be like. These guys are good, but um, yeah, we had a really good team. We uh, we finished second in the league. Um, we had multiple guys like move on to the next level this year. Um, How was your playing time? It was good. Like I, I played half of the. I played. I started thirteen games. Um, I played in twenty six of the twenty eight, um, or thirty maybe. Um, so yeah, got got a lot of good playing time, over a thousand minutes, a um, couple assists. So it was a fun year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you were playing outside back at one point. Yeah. So we were playing a three back to start the to start the year, um, and I kind of played like the right center back of that. Um, I played left back one game. Um, played the eight and the six on multiple occasions. And then played right back, so moved around quite a bit. Good. Yeah. Seems like the uh, the experience of playing in multiple positions helped you. Yeah, it's definitely paid off, um, and it helps you get on the field. So that's that's what I'm all about. Yeah. Um. Uh, during the season, did you have any conversations about coming back for a second year? Were you thinking at that point re-signing with Lansing? Yeah, I was thinking about it. Um, that was my plan to re-sign. Um, if the option was pick, picked up, I would have loved to have done that. Um, but at the end of the day, our, our owner decided to pull all the money from the team. And so we folded. And that was, a, that was an interesting conversation. Um, so we, we never really knew what was happening with the options. Um, we were assuming that at the end of the year, like we would be told 
but I guess management knew like a couple months before the end of the season that it was going to be over. So brutal. Yeah. That was what, wild. Yeah. What's the experience like for you in that locker room to hear that? I'm sure it's kind of a bombshell to just be dropped right after the season. Yeah, totally. So we, uh, we lost on a Saturday in the semifinals. Um, and then I think we all sold through Sunday and Monday. And I think we met on Tuesday. Um, they came in like our VP of the club and said, like, you guys made us fall in love with the game this year. It was so exciting. We watched every minute kind of thing. Um, but we regret to inform you that like, we're going to end the season or like, we're not going to be a club and we're going to cease all operations. Yeah. And we were like, Oh geez. what? <laughs> and it was crazy. So we, we had a, like, we had the time to ask questions and like kind of figure out their motive behind it. And it just came down to like, they didn't see a viable path to like make money. Um, at least in the market we were in. Um, so like at the end of the day, like maybe there's, maybe there's more to that. Maybe there's not, we don't know, but, um, it's not a decision. So just roll with it, like try to get better and keep improving and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely frustrating. Also, it's, uh, a lesson that at some point, unfortunately, every, every player goes through, maybe not with a club folding, but finding out that at the end of the day, it's a business and people yep. in the sport higher up can be very cutthroat and yeah. there's nothing you can do about it. That's it. Yeah. So uh, at that point, at that point, do you have an agent? Or did you no. sign just, um, okay. So then what yeah. are you thinking at that point? So I'm like, what? Uh, fortunately, like Nate and TD, all the coaching staff said, like, we're going to help you however we can. Um, which like amazing by them because they were out of the job too, you know? Um, but they said, we're going to help you get wherever you want to go. Uh, we'll make calls for you. Um, and then like, maybe we'll give you a call later if like we get us, we land a new job and we want to bring you along kind of thing. Um, so yeah, Nate was really good at contacting teams for me. And then I, I brought on an agent in November cause I was like, ah, I don't know what to do. And I actually went to Europe with some friends cause we had, we had planned a trip. Um, and I was like, please get to work while I'm gone because I can't refund my ticket. Um, so yeah. Yeah. How'd you, how'd you find your agent? Um, just through connections. So, um, actually a, a club coach of mine from high school that knew, um, my agent from playing in college. And then my agent went on to play at BC United. So like, yeah, once again, like just connections, just knowing the right people and, and staying in contact with them kind of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. So you go to Europe. Um, and then when do you find out about your, your new club, your new signing? When does that all take place? Yeah. So it was, I didn't sign with Chattanooga until, um, February. So it was kind of like, we were looking at a couple options. Um, I went on a couple, or I went on one trial with a, a championship team. Um, same thing Thought I was going to sign. And then they were like, ah, I don't know. So, <laughs> so maybe, no, maybe it's I, the stash. I, it might be. Yeah. <laughs> It's divisive. Some people love it. Some people hate it. It's either going to get you a guaranteed contract multi-year or ah, we just don't have enough space. 
Sorry, bro. <laughs> so yeah, um, ended up meeting up with Chattanooga. I think it was Valentine's Day. Yeah, Valentine's okay. Day this past year. Meet up with Chat in Pensacola. Uh, we played against Birmingham Legion and Memphis 904, 1901, which, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you get it. Yeah. I forget um, the numbers. Yeah. So I had a good preseason with them, and then um, they offered a contract, and we went from there. And it's been great, man. Chattanooga is a really cool city. Fans are really good. Organization's incredible to us. So, yeah. yeah, that's that. I mean, the city itself is is uh, is beautiful. You got Lookout Mountain and all. So, yeah. Have you been? Uh, yeah. Cause driving from like Chicago to Florida, you go through Chattanooga every time. So, uh, I'm friends with the uh, the president of Covenant. Oh, so. cool. So he always, every morning he posts a photo when he goes on his morning run of from yeah. Lookout Mountain and all. So it's, that's nice. I get a little view of Chattanooga every day. Oh, beautiful. beautiful. Well, if you yeah. want another view, come on by. I know, well, I was actually talking to him about coming, coming up this fall once, uh, really? once I get back from Finland. So, sweet. Maybe and he's, he's, yeah, he's a big soccer fan. He was talking to me excited about, about you guys' club and going to yeah. games. So, so maybe we'll have to have to figure out a little yeah, a little man. trip up there. Let's go. <laughs> uh, so when did you guys stop training as a team? Do you remember the date? I think it was March thirteenth. Okay, so it's been what six, seven weeks, something. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's a new it's a new community. It's a new club for you. It's a new club in the pro ranks um how are you guys staying connected and growing your team chemistry while having to be apart yeah just like so a lot of people went home um, i'm actually in florida right now some guys have stayed in chattanooga but predominantly everyone went back um, to their home states so we've just had a zoom call we're doing it weekly right now um just to keep the banter going alive yeah there hasn't been too much conversations between everyone, but um, we're all on the same like training program and stuff. So um, I think everyone is just itching to get back to back on the field together and playing. So yeah, and I you, Eric Panzer, with me. Oh, um, do you? He's right here. Shout out, Eric Panzer. There he is. A legend himself. You know, first time, first time I met Eric Panzer, I had to go and pick him up at the airport. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like it's so fun. It's like, hey, you're gonna pick someone up from the airport. You don't know what they look like. Try to find them at like O'Hare. Did you just hold the sign or what? I had the the little hat on and everything. <laughs> just a just a photo of a kiwi, you know. <laughs> I was like, he'll know what this means. Yeah. Yeah. Panzer, when when are you gonna do an interview? I, I'm waiting for I'm waiting for you to slide in, mate. I need I need some diversity on the accent. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm, I'm around. I'm All around. right. All right, we'll figure it out soon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then I think uh an advantage maybe for you essentially through this is you you've gone um in the last, you know, years from college to professional, you've gone uh, a while without being under contract. And so you've had to learn how to stay motivated by training with yourself or with a small group. Um, 
do you think do you feel that's helped you to stay motivated during this time because i know a lot of players have felt like i haven't trained by myself like this you know multiple days in a row or weeks in a row ever in my life and it's very uh it's challenging because it's a different type of training it is hard like it's hard to stay motivated when you're not working towards anything or knowing like when you can get back to the reason you train um but i guess i'm like trying to switch my mindset and see it less as like like this is just training or this is just my job and like this is just a healthy lifestyle that i i like i like to live um so like i'm i'm trying to like switch my my focus and it be like i want to do all this so that i'm healthy and like at the like peak of my body's performance like at all times um and that kind of like switch and paradigm or perspectives like been really good for me yeah but it is hard to stay motivated yeah yeah i think even even if you knew in three months you're gonna start guaranteed it's something to work towards when you don't have that set in stone date it's very difficult to, yeah. to work hard because you're like well am i am i ramping it up to start in a week or am i ramping it up to start in two and a half months you know right and it changes like how much load you take because now that our season's been pushed back. Well, our spring season's been canceled. So now that that's happening, we'll be playing once we start until like late November. So like the amount of load that we're gonna take this year is like completely shift. Um, so like, just like, if we knew the dates, it would be so much more helpful to know like, all right, how, how do I backload this so that I like know where my body's gonna be kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely um which i think is also interesting for those top those top level guys you know they're playing for some massive club and playing for their international team of just yeah. their ability to to carry such a heavy load all the time um oh you're getting shout outs lewis jones yeah. said my hero with a heart that's that's yeah. a big compliment there he's my hero too um also, I, I want to go back real quick talking about, you know, different loads and uh, work and everything like that. Was it an adjustment for you last year? Um, because now you're playing, you know, a much longer season than what university or PDL is. Was that a, was there a learning curve for you with how to take care of your body, how to recover and how to stay mentally in the grind for that much longer of time? Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, yeah, like, so when you listen to Kobe talk, like a couple of motivation, little speeches or something, he'll say like, he started airballing all the time when he first got into the league because he, his body wasn't like mentally, or his body wasn't physically ready to handle that amount of load, like day in and day out. And that's the same thing. Like if you go like really hard one day, you're not gonna be able to hit a 60 yard, like die ice, like you normally can, you know? So, um, like staying on top of like the very little things like doing your band work and activation before training and um, stretching every night like those are things that are for me huge and like things that i have to do or i'm not going to be very good at all um so that's that was like probably the biggest wake-up call like you're gonna have to do the little things that like you probably don't enjoy doing but they're going to make you like better in the long run. And you might not see it like day in and day out, but over the course of an eight month, nine month season, like the back half of that, you're going to be so much better for it. Absolutely. Yeah. The, uh, 
the foam roller and the activation bands became um, uh, probably my best friend as I got older and playing. Exactly. I think, yeah, I think it's funny because in, in college soccer, it's you're basically preparing like it's a sprint. I mean, it's just game, train, game, train, game, train. Uh, and yeah. then it's over in two and a half, three months. And then you switch to professional and it's like, all right, all that stuff about how you trained in games and mentally prepared, take it all out. Now you're going into a marathon type running, you know, it's completely Seriously. different. Yeah. You don't get time to think in college. Like, it's like you just have to play. Yeah. Just go in and perform every day. Absolutely. Yeah. You don't even get time to really like go back and watch much game from the last game to the next game because no. you have another game the next day. Right. Um, so obviously you're still young in your uh, professional career, but you've had, you know, an interesting way to get um, to professional soccer. So looking back to maybe 15 year old self, uh, you know, playing in, in club in high school, what did, what would you tell yourself? What advice would be the, the biggest advice you'd want to give yourself? Um, the biggest thing I could say is like, write, write down your goals, like make them like, visible so you can see them every day like for me it was i want to make it to the mls and i like like i said like i wrote on the notebook paper and i would i put it like starting at the bottom and then kind of like a steps all the way to the top and so i was like all right i have to go to college i have to perform well then i go to pdl and so i had the that like i could see the path i needed to take um, and just seeing that every day like unconsciously you just think about it you're like all right so what's that next next step like how do i get there um so that process of like always thinking about it always being hungry um and like also have humility to like listen to people like some we can get stuck in our ways and be like oh no i do this great and someone could come in and be like if you tweak it a little bit you'd be way better so have humility and write out your goals those would be my two. I like it. I approve. Um, they uh, have they given you kind of what they they think your position number will be for uh, for Chattanooga this season. What position? Yeah. Um, yeah. So we we had one game and I played the six in that game. Um, we do have a couple talented sixes on the team, so I don't know if that will result in me being pushed up higher. Or if we go to like a two six system, um, I'm not, you know, I'm not sure how that's gonna work. But um, for now, like somewhere in this, the middle of the field, um, and then of course like filling in at center back or right back if they need it. Yeah. Shout out, shout out, Marshall Hollingsworth to Cal Car legend with Matty Key the Bruiser. That guy, Mark, that guy yeah. can run for days. Yeah, he doesn't stop. Oh my goodness! I remember we were in uh in Chicago one one summer training with Bridges, and we did like the two mile time test. And I I went with him for the first three laps, and then I was like, no, no, it's all right. You go on. You go on. I'll catch up. I'll uh, I'll defend the back. You know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but talking about your positioning, uh, how how do you continue to improve, uh, and how do you what do you focus on when you know that you're going to be put in multiple different positions, most likely over a season. Cause I think if you're, if you're one position, it's easier to focus on things, but you have so many different things you can focus on being an outside back or a six or a center back. Right. Yeah. It's sometimes a tough transition. Um, just like mentally, because you have to look for different things. Something that 
kind of really helps me is I'll just go and watch videos of like great players and like I'll try to look at their positioning, their body positioning, um, like just how they scan and really everything. Um, try to soak it all in, learn from the best, you know. Um, so like a couple of days before a game, I'll probably watch like if I'm playing in the middle of the field, a Tony Cruz or um, some someone similar like that. And if I'm playing right back, I'll, I'll go watch a Philip Lamb, Philip Lamb, you know. Um, and there's a lot of good like resources on YouTube of tactical analysis of how they play and, and stuff like that. So um, that's one thing that I do. Um, and then I've started watching film on like the opposition, like trying to watch a full game uh, a day or two before like we will play them. Um, and that just helps me because you, if you get familiar with the players, like it's like playing with your teammates. Like once you know what they're going to do most of the time, like you can defend them better. You can read what they're going to do. Um, so I kind of try to approach it like that. Like if the opposition is my teammate, like try to be that familiar with them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Anytime you can pick up a opponent's tendencies, it makes it a lot easier to defend. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, a question I want to ask you is because you've, you've had a, you know, you played at three different universities. Um, so you have a little bit of experience um, of, of seeing different programs and how they operate in different campuses. Uh, what to you, for a younger player looking at going into college, uh, what would be kind of your advice of things to, to uh, consider when looking at a college and kind of uh, maybe like the right question to ask or what to be, you know, be, be on the lookout for to guarantee that it's a, a program you want to be involved with? Yeah. Um, I would say first, like, don't idolize like these big schools just because they're a big school or a big program. Um, it needs to be like the right fit for you in terms of how you like to play um, and how you can fit in. And I really think it's important that you can get game time because that's how you improve. So like I've transferred twice, once was from a junior college, so it's a little different, but um, like everywhere I was at, I was able to play. And that was like so big for my career because if you're going to a big school and say you sit on the bench for two years, like that's not gonna help you at all. And then you're thinking, oh, like when I'm a junior, now I'll be able to play. And that just might not be the case. You could get injured, they could bring in a new transfer they could you know you never know um so i would go to a school that the coach really believes in you and you can just kind of feel that from conversations um some some coaches might be able to hide it and make it seem like they really believe in you just to get you to school but really look for a school where a coach believes in you um and then just have conversations about how he likes to play and how he sees you fitting into that um, and that'll be really telling because if you think you're a right back and you're set on playing right back, but he wants you to play somewhere else, like that's not going to be a good fit for you. Um, I have a friend that is in attacking mid and his first school wanted to play him at right back. And he said, no, like, I don't like this. I don't like to play right back. So he was able to transfer and then do really well at a school where a coach believed in him. So. Just, uh, yeah, get get along with the coach because that's really important. And then 
just see how the team is, how they treat each other, because if you're you're gonna be with them a lot, like those will be your best friends, your brothers. Like you're gonna have to fight with some of them. You get into arguments, so uh, make sure you get along with the teammates, and um, yeah, that would be the the right fit for for you. Good advice for the younger guys. Um, final question that I have for you is, uh, you know, you, you ex you've experienced a lot. We've obviously talked about just all your different experiences. Um, what's, what's your greatest advice on staying mentally uh, believing in yourself, believing that, you know, your, your opportunity, your chance will come even when it, it's not such a in the near future looking like it might happen? Yeah. I think um, a good quote I heard from a club coach like growing up was preparation breeds confidence. So like if you're doing the work, like that's that's the best you can do. Like you've, you've done what it takes for you to be good, for you to perform well. And then you just believe in yourself because of that. Um, it's the times where like I'm not doing the extra things or I'm not like getting the reps I think I need to get where I'm like, ah, oh, like, I might not hit this one there. I might take a bad touch this time. And that's where I'm playing bad. So just do the extra work and and do the things you know you need to do and and you'll you'll do well. I like that. I like that. It's almost, you know, control what you can control, focus on that and the rest you can't control, so why bother spending energy on it anyways? That's it. I like it. All right, man, I appreciate it. I appreciate you taking time to uh to share your journey, give some advice. I appreciate you willing to put that stash out there to the world. It's beautiful. Keep growing it. I hope I hope you can uh, get some wax and hopefully get the little twirl on the ends. Do you want that? I I don't. I wouldn't use the word want, but <laughs> I just think the world may need. You know, it's yeah. uh, it's not. There's a lot of uh, anxiety right now going on in the world and so i just think that maybe a little twirl on the end of that stash could give could give some joy a little smile to people all right that's enough you know do <laughs> do your part in this time right i will see i'll base said we want and need it so <laughs> all right and i feel like you he's a pretty good judge it. of of what needs to be to be done yeah in this he's world. got great facial hair so if he wants that we'll make it happen he does. <laughs> All right, man. I appreciate it. Enjoy the weather. It looks beautiful there. I can't wait to get back to Florida. But enjoy it. Keep working. And hopefully uh, you guys can get back to training soon. Cool. Thanks, man. Good yeah. catching up. Yeah. Have a good day. See you, Matt. Bye.